Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. And welcome to Barnabas Aliens. <laughs> the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe actual alien events to determine whether the aliens were actually involved. I'll be hosting this week's academic extravaganza, and my name is Kev, though some identify me as Greybeard. By some he means all. I mean you, specifically. That is all. <laughs> Alongside me this week, last week, and next week is Granville Moonwalker. Now, we often say this, but today, we are truly getting educational, for we are an educational extraterrestrial podcast. Allegedly, truthfully. Do you know what? Uh, very, very quick side note. I don't know if I click if someone, like, I was out in public and someone recognised me and went, Greybeard! I'd be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 99.9% sure I was once walking down the street and I heard someone drive past out of their window go, Prove! That would have been awesome. Could have been because I was wearing a shirt at the time. But <laughs> Anyhow, we begin the events of today's episode in 2012 at a Nottingham conference put together by AMAC. AMAC stands for Anomalous Mind Management abductee contactee helpline and is a british support group for experiences of alien abduction set up heard of them before set up in 2011 by a miles johnston almost honorable miles johnston and joanne summerscales summerscales not to sidetrack my own probe with suspicion before we've really got going, but Summer Scales is a very reptilian name, isn't it? Can we trust an abduction support group put together by a reptilian? I mean, it depends. If they feel guilty or... The reptilian? Yeah. Because they've been abducting everyone who's going to it. Or they're just feeling guilty because their race are abducting everyone. And they're like, they're trying to do something good. Ah, they're like starting up a charity almost to support people. Yeah. Have you been abducted by aliens? Come see Summer Scale. <laughs> I can imagine that being like a subplot in Men in Black. Ooh. You're welcome, Hollywood. Yes. To be like Men in Black 5. <laughs> support workers. <laughs> Rewinding slightly for context, Dr. David Jacobs, the well-known alien abduction researcher and in fact director of the International Centre for Abduction Research, had made bold statements outlining his belief that visiting aliens have a sinister plan to take over the world. Dr. Jacobs believes that now second-generation alien-human hybrids are colonising the world, preparing to take over. Dr. Jacobs actually acknowledges on his own website that he has no agenda to push, he isn't asking people to join some New Age movement or anything. Dr. Jacobs just wants to know the truth. But most of the evidence we have is from hypnotic regression completed by amateurs and so could be unreliable. Dr. Jacobs concluded that despite this, it is evidence and it is all we have. So Dr. Jacobs just wants to know the truth, right? Mm -hmm. 
So if Dr. Jacobs was told that no, they are not here, they are not doing this, this is not happening, would he believe it? No, he wants to know the truth. So no matter what the truth is, he's not going to believe it unless it's his He's going to disregard it unless it proves what he wants to prove. <laughs> I can't really argue against that because I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, if that is the case, then there's no argument with this guy, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I just want the truth. Your shoelaces are tied. No! <laughs> I want the truth, damn it! They are untied. Can you not see? See beyond the laces, beyond the shoe. <laughs> but they're touching, connected in a double knot. But is that just your perception? <laughs> Where your perception is, the... is wrong! Where is the fucking proof? <laughs> Until you told me the truth, I'm out of here. <laughs> Sir, they're tied! You're stumbling as you walk like a penguin! God damn it! That's how I walk! You need to be stop being so narrow-minded. <laughs> Open your eyes, child! See the world for what it really is. Sir, my eyes are open. They're connected. Your eyes are closed, boy. <laughs> you need to enter a new plane of existence. Then and only then will you see that there are no laces. So what you're saying is your laces aren't untied because the laces don't exist. Exactly! <laughs> now you see the truth. <laughs> the truth that I've been searching for. You have brought it to me, completely unprompted. Now go into the world <laughs> with your new <laughs> found vision. Share this truth, this truth that you have discovered with no influence from me. <laughs> well, that was a sidebar. Listening to these statements was one Dr. Young Hay Chi. A member of faculty at Oxford University. Dr. Young Hei Chi was a doctor and was here at this conference. <laughs> Dr. Young Hei Chi was a doctor. <laughs> here at this conference to push all that rubbish to one side and speak some truth. For simplicity's sake, we will refer to the chap as Dr. Chi. And I feel like you're going to like Dr. Chi because Dr. Chi called bullshit. Dr. Chi would spend 55 minutes lecturing at this conference on how the claims of Dr. Jacobs were stupid because Dr. Chi didn't believe a word of them. Well, not exactly. The title of Dr. Chi's lecture? Alien Abduction and the Environmental Crisis. Ooh. Ah, tech. Dr. Chi knows oh. his shit, son. Hello, Dr. Chi. So in front of me, I am going to assume it's Dr. Chi. Mm -hmm. This is just for it's... you to understand the okay. academic dressed. individual to which we refer. Dr. Chi. Hair looks well done. Suit is clean, crisp, tie. Well done. Don't With like a lab mic of... poking out. Don't like the colour of that background, but it's not his fault. This dude works at Oxford. Worked or works? He was a member of the faculty at Oxford University. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> so today, I suppose I'm telling you more about a theory than I am a particular event, though obviously this theory was outlined at the event I've introduced. Dr. Chi outlined at this conference that he did not believe that aliens have a sinister plan to overtake the world and destroy us. Oh no, no. 
Dr. Chi, in fact, believed that aliens would be humanity's ultimate salvation. Aliens are lovers, not fighters. That's the sign of advanced species. Now let me ask you a question, Mr. Moonwalker. Why is it that aliens have only started showing up as humans have become more advanced? Probably because we're less likely to shoot first than ask questions later. Elaborate, please. Eh, I don't know, actually. Probably back in the day, if you saw something that didn't look like us, we would just attack it. Nowadays, we're more likely to go, hmm, these are aliens. We're being not prompted or controlled, but the thought of aliens and aliens being around us is being pushed more and more and more to get us used to the notion that they are about so that when we actually do see an alien we're not going to freak out although we would probably freak out but at the same point you're going to have what half the population at least go eh new aliens for real at this point yeah no one's going to give a shit really are they no depending on kind of what they want I mean if it's an invasion then what maybe if they're maybe some would fight maybe others wouldn't i thought you were going to hit me with some logic there and be like before humans were advanced how could they record alien sightings cave paintings that's what i was going to hit you with (laughs) (laughs) i had that retaliation lined up and you never even went there (laughs) also what if aliens were visiting before humans were even around probably what if we are their experiment Indeed. They like mold some <laughs> penicillin. Are you saying that humans are mold? <laughs> yeah. You might be. They put a bit of bread on the planet and left it. <laughs> we evolved. <laughs> Why is it in school everyone does that damn experiment? Here you go. Put this bit of bread in a jar and let's watch it for six months. That is your school science lesson. <laughs> but the same way the universe. Like penicillin. Became a thing. Just watch mold. Little ecosystem gets created. Maybe we are that. Maybe. We are the virus that is on planet Earth. We are the mold that is destroying it one day. Speak for yourself. We shall take over and kill it. Kill what? The universe? The, yeah. the world? The mold? The planet lost. that we're on. Or it'll fight back. I hope that we reach a point where we stop doing loads of damage. Renewable energy, biatch. Not in our lifetime. <laughs> Speak for yourself, I'm going to live forever. Not in my... I said not in ours. Didn't say not in yours. Fair comment, yeah. I'm going to be frozen next to Walt Disney if I die. I'm going to be a ghost. <laughs> You're going to haunt my dead, frozen I'm, I'm body. Chip away at the frozen <laughs> <Right into> bit. <laughs> Come back to life, you little bitch. I'm going to carve... <laughs> Kev is a prick. (laughs) All right. If you die and are frozen to come back to life at a later date, do you turn into a ghost? And what happens to your ghost if you come back to life? Does it stay? So are you saying is your consciousness still there? Yeah. Does the ghost disappear when you come back to life? Or does the ghost stay a ghost and you've duplicated yourself by coming back to life and effing with the laws of nature? I suppose wouldn't that... Um, come down to the fact that if you believe you have a soul or not. But what if your soul transfers to the ghost 
but by coming back to life, you duplicate it, so you're almost a clone of yourself. All right, clones. What happens if you clone yourself? Does that create a soul? That would all depend on if you react to memories the same way you would or if that new kind of clone changes how it reacts because it's just a memory. But then it wouldn't have... I suppose it would have a recollection of the memory. Or would it just be, this is an image, it's in my head for some reason, or would it have that emotional attachment to it? Uh, and that depends on if the emotional attachment is to the soul or just the brain. Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> we got too deep, we are past the point, you are not supposed to pass. I quite like this conversation. <laughs> I suppose if you had the exact same memories, you would react the same way. The same life experiences, being a clone, it'd be like being a twin, only more so. But again, is the emotional attachment there, or is it just an image that's in your head? Well, if you're a complete clone, I would guess that it's the attachment is there but then it would... to the point that you're cloned. But and it then... would also depend on if you believe there's a soul there, because the soul would detach. Hmm. I think it would depend on what happens from the point you were cloned. Then your reactions may differ based on your experiences from that point. Would you know that you're a clone? Well, we didn't define that at the start. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's continue. In the modern era, the Earth has begun facing difficulties, including nuclear weaponry and climate change. I want to talk clones! <laughs> World-ending difficulties, such as clones. <laughs> Aliens share the universe, and in particular, Earth, with humans. Dr. Chi, as I've already stated, believed, no, knew, that aliens aren't interested in conquering humanity. They want to save humanity and perhaps slightly less selflessly create a better world for themselves. If we keep screwing up, of course they're going to interfere. Inadvertent salvation. Now let me ask you a question, Mr. Moonwalker. How exactly are aliens going to interfere with humans to save humanity? Depends. Do they look at us like ants? Probably a little bit. Or sea monkeys. Probably more like how we look at chimpanzees. Sea monkeys. No. Probably something kind of... So if they look at us in the same way that we look at chimpanzees and things like that. So let's take endangered species, for example. Things with a level of understanding, yeah. So generally, anything that is endangered, we would... There'd be a law against killing them, and they would be captured, or not captured, but kind of nurtured into breeding to create more. I don't think that would happen. No? I think would be possibly captured, half of us killed off, and they'd start again. At what point... Sorry, I've gone on an absolute tangent here. At what point does like the law of animal cruelty kick in? Like, you, if you stamped on a, a puppy, you'd be a proper wanker and authorities might take action. I suppose if it depends on If you stamp on, on an ant, that probably isn't going to happen. Unfortunately, it's all dependent on the size of the animal. Is it size or comprehension of the animal in terms of cognitive it's ability? It's size. And looks. If it looks cute. Yeah. Because 
people will happily kill an alligator and mount it deers like mount them on walls everything like that no one cares well people do some people do but it's not frowned upon in some whereas I'm pretty sure you could go anywhere and kill a dog and people would call you an absolute wanker and fuck you up so that's not to do with size then is it because a dog is smaller than a deer most dogs so I suppose it's our connection to them Complete tangent again, I'm sorry. <laughs> Last night, about eight o'clock in the evening, I went up to the kitchen in my house and looked out into the garden and there were two freaking foxes. One of them was big enough to be a wolf. I swear to God, not exaggerating. I looked at that and I went, fucking hell. Damn, son. And my garden is pretty closed off. There's high walls and fences so on every evil. angle. So got under no idea. I mean, I watched once it saw me see it, it both of them, the first one scarper. The second one stood and watched me for a little bit, which was the smaller one of the two. The first, the big one just scarper straight away, jumped onto a pipe and then jumped over the wall. It's but not, the other one the stood, saw me see it, froze, was like, who's going to move first, bitch? And then it moved first, <laughs> bitch. But yeah, now I'm slightly nervy about going into my garden at night because that first one that went was freaking huge. Yeah, but it legged it. It did. It's the little one you've got to be worried about. Yeah, but what if it legged it to it's go... the size like... of a dog in the fight, the size of fighting the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I would happily take the second one over the first in a fight. My gosh. I've never seen... I've seen foxes. I've never seen a fox that big. This thing was literally wolf-sized. It's fucking alpha. <laughs> Anyway, how exactly are aliens going to interfere with humans? If you'd like to move on to the next section, Mr. Moonwalker. Probably wipe us out with some virus. No. (laughs) (laughs) Very topical, this image. Do you want to say what you see? Right, so... I hadn't even noticed the tail. (laughs) (laughs) So what I have been shown here is a Na'vi from Avatar Avatar pinning a naked man down, grabbing his hands with one arm so he can't fight back, grabbing hold of his penis... And shoving its tail up his ass, So he's jacking it whilst a- anally stimulating the human. That is how aliens are going to interfere with humans. Interbreeding. There's also a picture of an old friend below that, Mr. Moonwalker. There is. Mr. Huggins. Mr. David Huggins. We have the picture of um, Crescent riding him. Yep. So basically shagging. Tell you what, Mikey, the collection. No, the direction of Huggins. Because I'm going to have to start returning the favour at some Across point. And your partner is not going to be happy with me when I do that. <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to have to cut that, aren't I? <laughs> leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that bit as well. Shaggin. That's how aliens are going to inadvertently save us. But why? Dr. Chi outlined three possibilities for why aliens want to bang humans and ultimately create offspring. One, DNA. 
some reason, human DNA, and maybe not just human DNA, but we are discussing humanity in this episode. So human DNA is valuable to preserve stock. Obviously, humans have worked on cloning and DNA splicing, and Jurassic Park isn't a million miles away from a possibility. By the way, if any scientists are listening, don't be preoccupied with whether or not you could, and stop to think whether you should. But maybe aliens just wondered whether they could, and want to be able to make humans the zoos, or even just to ensure survival in some kind of neo-humanitarian future. Stunt. Do you want to know what just gone. went through my mind? I really do, yeah. So you know when you went on about if scientists are listening, yep. like, just stop. Don't mm-hmm. think about whether you could. In some future, my niece, niece listens to this podcast. She listens? She, your niece? In the future. Oh, you mean she might in the future? Yeah. Okay, thank gosh. Like, oh, she should not be listening at her st- age. Stumbles upon this. Yes. And decides that she could. Because my niece is six years old and wants to be a scientist. <laughs> and she loves dinosaurs. Like, loves dinosaurs. Obsessed with dinosaurs. I mean, who doesn't? Like, knows all their names and what they eat and, like, all of that. So, I feel that this may have to be out for like a year and then deleted so that in future she doesn't bring back dinosaurs. <laughs> Although that'd be pretty cool. cool. Actually, fuck it, let's leave it. Death machines. Yeah. Breed of Giant seagulls. Ugh. Possibility two. Aliens are banging humans to create creatures that can survive in changing future climate conditions. I'm not just talking for global warming here, but even on other planets, or the future of our own planet dealing with the expanding sun, which could well burn up the earth. Humans can survive in some pretty rough conditions, for example. We live by deserts and we live up cold mountains. Maybe if you combine us with aliens, we can survive in even more extreme environments. This possibility is all about advancing the species. I hope I haven't already gone here in my notes, but another idea that popped into my mind when I was going over that is we're pretty robust in terms of surviving illness as well. Fair enough, there are some big ones we won't get into that knock us off, but common cold can be deadly to other things, not to humans, the flu. I mean, a lot of people have survived the big C or the other big C, COVID. But um, I'm very much of the belief that the big C not COVID, the other one, mm-hmm. plus the common cold, have been cured. But <laughs> the medical, well, not the medical, but cold and flu uh, medication brings in around, I think, 40 billion a year. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. It's that big is. money. And if you put out a cure, you're then going to be looked at, you could cure the common then, cold for humanity. Imagine... Yet you're not going to do that for monetary gain. I hear you, but imagine if you had the cure for one of those conditions, how much money that could bring in. You could charge so, so much for it. But then that's exactly it, isn't it? You can cure this person and give this person life, yet you want to take money from them to do so? Well, they do for immunizations but it's going to be one of those things where no it's wrong if you can 
literally help someone. Yeah. Say, for example, my hand had the ability to cure cancer. Yeah. And people came to me like, oh, can you just touch me on the shoulder and cure cancer? And I go, yeah, of course. And I could do that. Or I could turn around and go, that's 50 million, please. Let's take COVID as an example. Mm -hmm. The government paid thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions of pounds for all the vaccines. I mean... They're developed in a lab mm. and... (laughs) I mean, let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a flu vaccine. Who did they pay? (laughs) Well, it depends on which vaccine you're referring to, sir. Because I'm pretty sure they paid themselves. Moving on. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't go for like a predator bit there in terms of mixing the DNA. I mean, why would you want to water down a predator with human? Well, maybe didn't Arnie outsmart the predator? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they wanted to take the human mind. Possibility free super intelligence. Many abductees report that alien hybrids are of a very high intelligence. Are aliens further advancing civilization through mixing advanced intelligence together to create a species of super problem solvers to help planets to survive and to deal with whatever difficulties may arise in the future? For example, if a planet is going to be struck by an asteroid, these creatures may be smart enough to come up with a mind-blowing theory we simply can't fathom to survive, such as drilling into and exploding the asteroid. Ultimately, the aliens come for the sake of themselves rather than for the sake of us, and they do question our moral judgement. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm -hmm. The abductees reporting that hybrids are of very high intelligence are literally trying to make an excuse as to why they're stupid. Make an excuse? it's not the fact... Like, drilling into an asteroid and blowing it up is not a super advanced theory. The (laughs) same way as if you were... You could just look at it as two rocks. If you've got an asteroid going towards another one, what can you do to knock this one off course? Okay, if we can send something that's heavier or something that can cause enough of a knock to knock it off its axis or knock it off its course, it would work. You just think about it in a different light. The fact that they're not able to do that, just it doesn't prove that hybrids are highly intelligent. Just improves, just proves that they're stupid. I, why have I gone to such a horrible rant there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but all I was thinking there was... And I don't wanna miss a thing. In my head, rocks are being thrown. So, like, you throw a rock and you throw another one to knock it off course. So, like, the problem was being solved in my brain as I was going through that. <laughs> and I was like, they're not super fucking intelligent. They're just doing normal shit using logic. Are you not drinking the Stella tonight? <laughs> On the note of the actual aliens themselves, what are we talking about here? Dr. Chi outlines four type of alien species. We have small aliens, which I suppose could be greys. Then we have medium aliens, large aliens and extra large aliens. Tall and bold aliens to which I'm not sure if they are bigger greys or 
more Nordic style blonde entities as it's not exactly specified but if that's a typo it's throughout the case so I'm gonna run with bold I was tall and bold <laughs> tall and bold bold blonde who knows all the research I did said tall and bold so <laughs> it's one hell of a typo one hell of a consistent typo next one is aliens with scales and snake eyes which I guess are reptilians and finally insectoids Insectoids are at the top of the hierarchy. Jiminy Cricket perverts. What if our episode one subject, David Huggins, was right? (laughs) I feel like this whole episode was worth it just to show you this image. Where did you get that from? The internet. Oh, so what I'm being shown is a picture of a Jiminy Cricket pervert jacking it into the ear of a human that is, I'm going to assume, unsuspecting. I thought that was Pinocchio, but it's hard to tell. I mean, it doesn't look like a wooden child. It looks like a person. When Pinocchio became a real boy. I was going to say boy, Jiminy but Cricket then pervert that sounds really so bad. happy. <laughs> is he happy or is he annoyed? He's like so because <laughs> he doesn't look too happy there. He looks pissed off. Regardless, this is not an image we will be posting on our Instagram at But It Was Aliens podcast. No, we will not. <laughs> Doctor Chi then believes that alien-human hybrids are increasing in number. Abductions have increased rapidly since the fifties, the nineteen fifties to be specific, and there are now thousands of reports. That's a lot of hybrid babies. Velas Boas in Brazil, Hilary Porter, Huggins himself had hundreds of offspring, all on shelves, so it's not like each abductee is responsible for just one hybrid. Dr. Chi believes that these hybrids are now second generation and physically are completely indistinguishable from humans. They may well be sliding into roles in society unnoticed, Leading roles, Mooney. Your government may be made up of alien hybrids. Hmm. Did I ever tell you about the story of um, my potential clone? No. So all through high school, um, people kept saying that they saw me. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we saw you here. What? I wasn't there. And then it wasn't the last car I had. So at one point in my life, I had a dark blue Audi TT. Yeah, remember it well. And... Steed's misery. <laughs> so my own mother walked up no. to a dark blue oh, come Audi on, TT. Mrs. Moonwalker. Thinking it was me. Wasn't me. Someone else. <laughs> Your mum didn't recognise yeah. So they literally had the windows down and she said... That person looks so much like you, it was unreal. And I was like, what? Literally driving the same car as well. That's that's a worry. (laughs) (laughs) I got a clone! (laughs) Or a twin. Who do you think would be responsible for that? I don't know, but I'd like to meet them. So every time I saw a blue, like, Audi TT, I was looking at it. Proper Hawkeye. Is it me? (laughs) (laughs) And to this day... I've never seen this person that apparently looks like me. What if it's your 
shadow self. Have you seen, is it us? Yeah. I mean, as, as long as they're not trying to kill me, that's pretty cool. But like what if to, they are trying to kill like you? like to meet up with them. See what mischief we could get up to. Although I'd get the blame for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> not the best like, idea you've ever like, had. <laughs> I don't know. Depends. I could go and make way with some money while I'm visibly seen by a police officer in one place. No, well, that couldn't have been him because he was literally right there. Hmm. And then I'm rich. Bitch. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Over time, Dr. Chi further developed his theory and has actually written a book on the subject in Korean entitled, roughly translated, Alien Visitations and the End of Humanity. In April 2018, Dr. Chi approached the Oxford Union proposing a debate on the topic of whether aliens exist on our planet. The proposal was turned down. Is that because they knew that Dr. Chi could out-debate them? Oh, absolutely. They were like, just because you can out-debate us doesn't mean that you're right. Checkmate, bitch. (laughs) Checkmate, bitch. Dr. Chi, a year later in 2019, spoke with the Oxford student... Oxford's biggest student newspaper. Dr. Chi has elaborated on his theories and believes that our own perception of the world is limited. Dr. Chi has said that if they are far, they shouldn't be concerned about us. I don't think they are from far away. They are just next to us. We can't see them. Mm-hmm. No, I mentioned next to us. That's or right. Next to planet next to us. Dr. Chi believes that the aliens are here among us but not usually perceivable by us dr chi wants humans to prove the aliens wrong about our morality and save our own planet sparing the need for extraterrestrial intervention though with the three possibilities dr chi gave it's likely that that hybrid program is going to continue regardless on that basis It sounds like a lot of effort to save ourselves if the aliens can do it for us. Dr. Chi obviously doesn't understand the current generation's energy levels. Can you imagine if they are in this next dimension, right next to us, Mm -hmm. and they're just watching us? So it's like a house next to a house, but they can see through we can't see. So specifically, they're watching me and you right now. Yeah, so they're just like sat there making a coffee, having some toast. I'm just like, look at these two motherfuckers. I'll have some of that coffee, sir. <laughs> Madam, person, them. Hi. Thank you. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> also, they're doing a podcast on us. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a podcast on us as we're doing a podcast on them. They're like, these humans really are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We've got everything exactly right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, how we sit in the new studio would leave space for a couple of green sat beside us. Yes, it would. I'm going to name mine Steed. I'm going to name mine Jerry the Grey. Joey or Jeremy, sorry. Jerry. Jerry? <laughs> so neither of the ones I just... What are we even talking about? <laughs> That's nearly it for today. Not events so much as a theory. I don't really need to come up with other theories to explain the case. This itself has been a theory. As such, I'll just fill in a couple of blanks instead. Amok, 
continued to hold conferences and in 2014, your old friend and co-founder of Beams, B-E-A-M-S, Hillary Porter, gave a lecture of sorts. Remember you said at the start, this sounds familiar. <laughs> they had about 50 odd attendees at the event. They were going for a few years and were involved in television projects between 2014 and 2016, as far as I could see, but I couldn't actually find out if Amok was still running to support abductees today. They're running Amok. <laughs> One more element of note. Dr. Yang Hei Chi was an instructor in the Faculty of Oriental Studies who teaches Korean. Not a scientist or any other field you may expect to be thinking of alien theories. A Korean instructor. But still a very intelligent gentleman. Ultimately, it is Dr. Chi we are putting our faith in here. So did he just have a interest in the paranormal? Yeah. And decided to study it at great length. Specifically or aliens. Did he just come out with the theory? Not necessarily study for years, but just think about it. And like, yeah, this is what's going on. Yeah, I think it's the latter, basically. He came out of a theory completely unrelated to his area of expertise. Mm. But a reputable gentleman. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. At the very start, I thought he was all about the sciences. <laughs> <laughs> now you've put a, it's like a damp squib. <laughs> well, let's just go over it to refresh your memory, shall we? Let's. During this episode, we visited an Amok conference in 2012, whereby Oxford University Korean instructor within the Department of Oriental Studies, Dr. Young Hae Chi gave a lecture entitled Alien Abduction and the Environmental Crisis. Dr. Chi would outline that four species of aliens are present on Earth, though we can't usually perceive them. These species include smalls, tall bolds, scaly ones with snake eyes aka reptilians, and insectoids who rule the others. These aliens are abducting and interbreeding with humans to create hybrids, preserving human DNA whilst further enhancing the master species. The aliens are creating human-alien hybrids specifically for three reasons according to Dr. Chi. DNA preservation, as I touched upon, whether that's to save us or to make a zoo of us, to make a stronger species, to survive harsh environments, and to create super-intelligence. These hybrids will be able to turn the tide of climate change and nuclear war and maybe even future issues we can't yet perceive such as asteroid strikes, whilst aliens are saving the world. Ultimately, this is for their own benefit. They are here. The second generation hidden in society and they want to remain. Dr. Chi has asked for debates at Oxford University and has written a book on the topic. We aren't sure what happened with Amok, the alien production support organisation though. Anything you need to go over, Mr. Mooney, Walker of the Moons? No, but I think I can see why Oxford declined the debates now. Because <laughs> they didn't want the truth to get out. But you bring no... You bring nothing to this. You're a Korean teacher! <laughs> like, 
are you trying to turn us into a laughing stock? And knowing Oxford, they're probably quite stuffy. I say knowing Oxford, I don't fucking know Oxford. I've been to Oxford. But they're probably quite stuffy. That's just me speculating. Yeah, it's so, quite a friendly place, actually. <laughs> to be pulled into this kind of debate without a like tutor or someone within that field leading the debate yeah. wouldn't look great upon them. Yeah. I can see why yeah. they declined. Sadly, so can I. And you can also see why I'm going to go... Well, I don't know where I'm going to go because... We've spoke plenty of times about there being another dimension that they are sat in, literally just beside us. One of our leading theories, I would say. So are you asking me if there's another dimension or so whether I'm, I believe... I'm asking, are you saying that it was aliens? How you interpret that question is entirely of your own choosing. Do I believe it's aliens? Is his theory accurate? Yes. Do I believe his theory is accurate? Somewhat. Do I believe Amok <laughs> and <laughs> Dr. Chi are on the ball? No. <laughs> Am I confused? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is somewhat aliens. <laughs> Allegedly, truthfully. So you kind of buy into the sentiment, though, not necessarily how they got the there. nature of yeah. this case itself. <laughs> but I suppose I have to go off the case, not whether or not I believe there is a well, dimension you, next. You could to... double conclude if you want to. Oh, another dimension, yes. Aliens. The rest of this bullshit, bullshit. Okay. Well. This one was bonkers, obviously, but I think there is kind of a good sentiment at its core. Dr. Chi ultimately wants us to save our world. I don't know whether he... Well, I've got no indication that he doesn't believe in aliens, but he could have been using it, I guess, to encourage people to do better in life yeah. and treat the world better, I guess. But, Shock tactics, maybe? Yeah, I mean, whatever it was, it wasn't one where you clearly get the sense that the person doesn't believe their own story. The man wanted to bait wanted to debate this with Britain's finest minds he's pretty confident but it was one that I found challenging to get on board with there's there's no evidence here they refer to abduction cases rather than providing first hand evidence of entities being around us and I've yet to see hybrid DNA there was no alien hair tied around a dick for example so I'm not saying that it was aliens and that's where I come down today but if someone shows me some alien pubes in the future then I'll happily reconsider see I'm <laughs> Mr. Moonwalker just mimed showing me some pubes that was delightful sir you're welcome yeah it's an interesting one whether you consider this in terms of his claims that people are breeding or whether the possibility that there's a, a dimension. It's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, not enough for me today. Any final thoughts from yourself, Mr. Moonwalker? None. That's a wrap for today then. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens! If you want to hear a little more from us, 
You can find our social media handles in the episode notes on whatever you're currently listening, which will direct you to where we can be found. For example, on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. If you check our Facebook page, there is a linked group for the podcast called Extraterrestrial Towers, where we can discuss episodes or send paranormal memes, or most frequently, apparently, mummy memes. Speaking of paranormal, though, if you want to hear us delve into wider paranormal events, or more lengthy paranormal events, or more dirty paranormal events, such as demon entities in a Malaysian school, or telepathic sexual healers, you can become a Patreon of But It Was Aliens over at patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens, where each month we drop a side probe into mysterious or paranormal events. That's all from us today, so until next time, the human butthole can stretch up to approximately seven inches without taking damage. Is this the real reason that aliens probe? To splice our resilient buttholes into the ultimate species. Don't try that at home, by the way, folks. The truth is up there. Hash tag probe.